Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, got a radio show. Wow, man, how good has God been to me? You know, today, let me get right to it because I'm um, kind of feeling this today, and I'm pretty sure that says quite a few of you who go through the same things. Today, today was just a little tough morning for me because... I didn't want to leave home yesterday. Uh, you know, I wanted to stay home a little. I had just gotten home. You know, I got to go again. And sometimes, you know, just the weight of all that you have to do just gets on you sometimes. And sometimes you don't feel like doing it today. Huh? You know, I'm just talking to those who feel this way every now and then. And I'm assuming that would be everybody because I don't know nobody who can just plow through this thing without having those days. Well, what do you do when it gets hard to stay up? What do you do when it gets hard to be positive? What do you do when it seems like things aren't happening for you fast enough or in the time frame that you thought it was going? What do you do? And the reason that I guess I chose to uh, speak about this this morning is because I'm having one of those days because I had one of those days yesterday. It was just a tough day. I really can't explain it. It's nothing really in particular bad happened. It's just I think uh, the weight of of all that's going on uh, started to feel heavy to me. Um. And so what do you do when you when, when you have days like that, when it's hard to be positive, when it's hard to stay up? Okay, here's what I had to start doing this morning. Now, I haven't completed it. 
Um, can I just be real with you? I haven't completed it, but I am processing it out because I know what to do. You know, been there, done that. I done had that pain before I know what to do. You know, if I sprain my finger, I know what to do now. You know, the first sprain I had, oh, Lord, I thought it was broke. I thought I was going to be handicapped. But now if I sprain my finger, I know what to do. So since I've been in this position in this hole so many times before, and God has always gotten me through it, I decided I've got to start the process today. Here are some things. Uh, Now I'm going to get to the big one last. And one of the things I do is I remember the plan. Sit down and I consciously think about the goals I've set. I go over them. See, I've got mine down on the iPad so I can pull them out anywhere I am and pull them up. And I've got two lists that I've made. I've got a list of things that I know I can accomplish if I just keep working hard. And if some couple of things just fall into place that I can see. Then I got a list of things that I'm planning on accomplishing. And then I have a second list. And the heading of this list is called Only God Can Help Me Now. And on this list is things that I'm aspiring for or things that I'm hoping to, that in order for them to happen, I absolutely have to have God's help. That's my favorite list. It's the list that I have of the things that I don't see no way it can happen. I'm just operating on faith and the hope that God hear me. And so sometimes, man, when you got to when I have this list of what only God can help me now, that list is stuff that I cannot see. I'm just operating on faith that God is so much bigger than me, that he's so much more capable than I am that I can actually acquire some things in my life as he's proven to me time and time again up to this point that he's willing to do for me if I'm willing to just give him some of my life. That's the only way I can explain my existence today. You know, I was uh, I began the conversation with my wife. How do I write a book that becomes so wildly successful that will be God? That's only God. Because if you can plan to sit down and write a wildly successful book, I'd have been and sat down and did it, and so would you. So that would be God. How it got purchased to become a movie when that was not my intent when I wrote the book at all. Again, that would be God right there. Has to be, because if, if I can't explain it, and it is by no doing of my own, then who did it? So when I get down in days like this, I remember the goal. I remember the plan. I remember the journey. I think about of all the things God has brought me through. How did I even get to this point? Yeah, I might be having a little bummer of a day. Yeah, I was a little down yesterday. Yeah, my biorhythms is off, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, I'm just having one of those days. I feel a little bit heavy. I need a vacation real bad. I need some time off to just go and regenerate. But right now, man, I ain't got that. So guess what I do? I got to start remembering the plan. I got to start remembering the goals. I got to start thinking about all the things that God has done for me and how he's brought me this far and the blessings that I have instead of what I don't have. And that's what I'm in the process of doing this morning. And on the commercial breaks, I'm going to pull out my iPad and I'm going to go over my two lists and I'm going to read my little list of what I think I can accomplish. And I'm going to really read that only God can help me now list. Because that's the list that's big. 
big. That's the part where I've been telling y'all. I said, quit telling God how big your problems are and start telling your problems how big your God is. See, and that's what I got to sit down and do this morning. And then sometimes, man, you got to stay still. That's the other part. You got to stay still. You got to quit moving for a second. Because sometimes it feels like you're running on a treadmill. And you really ain't. You're going somewhere, but it feel like you're running on a treadmill. Well, when they, when you get that feeling, sometimes you got to stay still. And then when you stay still, sometimes you got to fight to stay positive. Sometimes you got to fight not to let the devil win. You're in a fight. Remember, I told you this now. You're in a fight now. So he's trying to get you to get on that positive train so he can get you off the faith train. So God's delivery package that's coming to you built on your faith that you can, he can shake your faith and get you to thinking negative. And then he wins, see. So when you start feeling negative, just know that that's the other force trying to throw you off track. And when you get through with all that, here's the key, the big one. You want me to tell it to you? You got to pray, man. You got to pray. You got to take it to God. You got to say, hey, God, look, I'm having one of these days. I need your help. I got business to take care of. You got blessings in front of me. You got stuff you done shipped to me. You got blessings and packages that's on the way. I need to be sitting on Faith Street so I can receive the delivery when it get there. What I don't want to do is be it on be on Doubted Way or, 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 or Lack of Understanding Parkway or Pity Parkway or some, some street like that and the package keep going by. I need to be standing and sitting on Faith Street. So when you drop that package down to me, I can go on and get it. You feel me? You got to pray. You got to stay still. You got to fight to stay positive. You got to remember the plan. You got to go over the goals. Come on, man. God done brought you too far. Come on. Pick yourself up today. I'm talking to Steve Harvey this morning. Hope y'all didn't mind. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, let me have your attention. Uh, I am talking to everyone today who has ever had the aspiration of becoming a millionaire or if you've ever had the aspiration of holding a full-time job. These are the two groups that I'm talking to. Anyone who has had the aspiration of holding a full-time job and anybody who has had the aspiration of becoming a millionaire, this show is dedicated to the two coldest groups on planet Earth. (laughs) You dig? Welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. What group you in, Shirley Strawberry? I'm in both, Steve. Thank you very much, Carla Pharrell. Good morning. I'm in both, too. Ditto. Let's get it. Ditto. Junior. Uh, I got five jobs. Tell me I ain't trying. (laughs) Nephew Tommy. Every day I'm hustling. I'm trying to be in there. Yes, sir. (laughs) Well. (sighs) Uh, Which group are you in? Which one are you in? Oh, that y'all ain't in. I ain't in this service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the meal plus. I got. I got somewhere else. I'm heading. Ain't nobody asked me that, so we just well, where, where just throwing it out. Y'all, that's my two favorite groups of people. Anybody that wants to work and anybody want to be rich. Mm-hmm. I, I love both them people. Mm-hmm. Cause you ain't got to be rich <laughs> to be my friend. Cause I got to tell you something. 
None of my friends are rich. Do you do you know that? Really, man. None of my well, I got one Your friend. Your friends? Really? I mean my friend mean? friends. Uh-huh. I mean my real friends. Oh. Uh-huh. Real friends? Mm-hmm. Uh ninety nine point nine percent of them are not rich people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but mm-hmm. I what about running in, in those circles? You know, the um uh, like-minded people and birds of a feather Those flock together and all that. Yeah, That's all. They just business acquaintances and uh-huh. associates. We make some money together. We do some deals together. We go to dinner together. You know, we pull we for each yeah, other. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't, I, we haven't been through enough to call them friends. You know uh, what I mean? Not yeah. really. Yeah. Well, you know what? Remember back in the day when uh, Oprah and Gail, the, their friendship was, you know, so popular and everything. It still is now, but back in the day, uh, Gail was Oprah's friend, so Oprah gave her a million dollars so she could be a millionaire, too. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I don't feel that way towards none of my friends. <laughs> you ain't never wow. felt, ain't <laughs> felt that, like that about us or nothing like that? No. Mm-hmm. Well, Junior, Junior, me and you, we co-workers, and I'm more like a mentor. You are. You can't borrow money from me and call me Steve. Uh, <laughs> never be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We ain't peers. No, <laughs> never will be. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what have we learned right here? We ain't rich and he is. Yeah. He's not Oprah and we're not Gail. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. What? Thomas Miles he is rich. I'm nephew Tommy. I'm nephew Tommy. Wow. I'm, I, don't, I don't never know what he is. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, uh, Steve, coming up at 32 after the hour, you mentioned the nephew. Well, he's been, you know, wanting to ask you something, so we're going to get oh, okay, to ask cool. Steve right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, you know, uh, earlier this week we were talking about parenting and our kids and everything, and we didn't get around to the nephew. He's been wanting to ask you this question about parenting all week. Mm. Nephew, (laughs) you have the floor. All right, so uh, my my little girl, Sydney, she turned 15. We throw a big, you know, big dinner, and she got a Mm. lot of kids there. I mean, a lot of teenagers from Jack and Jill. And, you know, it's, it's fine. We got about... 20, 30 kids at a table, and then at our table, we, it's more the adults. But I'm starting to see these little boys hugging my daughter and taking pictures with her. I ain't never seen this before. You're going to have to hit one of them in the face so in this, front of the other So this is ones. like, I don't know how <laughs> to... No, wait, hold what? up. Listen to me. You're gonna have, no, this ain't got nothing to do with y'all ladies. You're going to have to hit one of them little punk-ass boys in the face <laughs> in front of the other boys, but don't let nobody see it but the boys. All right, now go ahead. Now, now let's do the radio answer. Go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> what? How do I handle this as a father? And I don't want to be too hard on it, but I don't want it to be too soft on it at the same time. Hey, man, respect my house. I know my daughter's beautiful. I know you probably attracted to her, but this is my house. I want you to be respectful of my house. Now, in essence... While they living in your house, mm-hmm. you have some say-so. So you can pull the boy to the side and say, you know what, man, let me explain something to you. 
I tell you what, this is how it's going to. I'll tell you like I did one of mine. I said, this is what happened. I know you, yeah. Steve Harvey. Careful. Uh, let me think. I'm going through some things right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, this this ain't that method. I'm really <laughs> trying to. I'm really trying to be this new person God made me on this boat this year. Mm-hmm. And but the old me keeps creeping back around. What they say, Steve? Dog, he talk all the time. <laughs> I wish he'd go somewhere and shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, Come on, your nephew needs help. You know, Tommy, man, it's hard because in your house, you can set rules and parameters. Right. And so just pull the young dude over to the side and just say, listen, man, I got rules in my house and you have to be respectful of my house. You Don't, don't, don't come in my house handling my daughter. That's you can say that because it's your house, and then, hey man, don't don't be over there hugging no, nobody when you're in Mr. Miles' house, and that's a good message to have out, because after that dog is it's out your hands. Now what they do outside the house is not because you're not letting them do it in the house. That's what people have a misconception of. They think that in parenting, if you don't allow them to do it in the house when they get out the house, if you don't let them do it in the house when they get out the house, they're gonna do it. No, they're gonna do it any damn way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got mm-hmm. people talking about, I let my kids drink and smoke weed in the house. That way they ain't out in the streets drinking and smoking. Yes, they are. <laughs> if they, they drinking and smoking place. weed in your house, they drinking and smoking weed out right, in the street. Right. You be a mm-hmm. fool to allow it to happen in your house. You got to have some type of rules, yes, man, to give them pause yeah. for thought yeah. when they go out the house. Mm-hmm. Just pause for thought. Mm-hmm. You're not going to stop. So. Mm. Okay. Wow. And your daughter is beautiful, and she's smart. Thank you, thank you. And, and she's very smart. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She, she's very smart. So you 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 have to that. trust her, and I agree with Steve. You have to, you know, I tell think the she boys. will make smart decisions. Yes, I I, I, I want to yeah. believe that. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So glad she got lemonade sense. Shut up, boy. (laughs) (laughs) She got a mama sense. (laughs) And well, we hope they all make smart decisions. I know. Stop. Stop. How about them cowboys? Keep her, keep her uh, in prayer. <laughs> Learn how to bank left. Yeah. yeah. We all have So what else? Anybody else got to ask Steve question? <laughs> uh let's see. Oh, okay, so you you said, I, I want to get back to, you said you don't have any, I, I just found it odd that you said earlier you don't have any friends that are millionaires. Why is that, Steve? Because it seems like to me, because you're one, you would hang around people that are like you. Well, you hang around people, but that doesn't mean you form friendships. You know what I mean? Uh, friendship mm. to me. That's delicate. It's 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 a process to become right. my friend. Absolutely, you know, you have to earn it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I got yeah. to have been down in the ditch and you climbed down in there with me. Mm-hmm. Right now, now we friends. Mm-hmm. See, or uh, you know, man, or uh, 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 I think that if I get in a situation, I feel in my heart of hearts, I could call you without you judging me. You would just help me. Mm-hmm. Then we'll talk about how to prevent a mistake from happening again. Mm-hmm. Now. I, I should say this though. I have a couple of brothers. Friends, I have a couple of brothers that I'm really, really close to mm-hmm. that I have been in the trenches with. And they do have uh, you know, way more money than I got. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. They not famous. They business people. They live out the country. Mm-hmm. 
So I would have to put them two in the in the group. Okay. Now, said the entertainer is my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is my friend. Yeah. That dude right there, he he go to blows for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Now I have great relationships with some famous people. I think me and Kevin Hart have a special relationship. Oh yeah. It's a it's 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 like a mentoring type. Even with his star power being much bigger than mine and his earning potential much bigger than mine, I still uh am am, am held up in his eyes as a mentor to him. And I really appreciate his humbleness in in, in saying that to me and, and talking to me when things you know, come up that are questionable. Yeah. And he know I'm going to give him a, a real answer. Yeah, and speaking of Kevin, prayers still going out for him. Um, you yeah. know, he's out of the hospital and everything yeah, and just good. in rehab. Therapy. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. therapy. Kevin Look, fine. Mm-hmm. Physical therapy. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is. All right. One of the things that helped was he was in great shape. That, that, that is really, the really thing. helped. Yep. Physical. Because, but right. let me tell you something. He's also covered by a lot of grace because you look at that car, Ooh, and for them three people to walk out of there, that was nothing but the Lord. Amen. You talk to me about something else. That wasn't number God. That's grace. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. All right, coming up next, it is the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, a judge won't give the money back to the woman who helped bail out R. Kelly. And the very first, yeah, the very first Whitney Houston hologram tour dates are announced. But right now, mm, nephew Tommy is here. Whose tour dates? Whitney Houston. That's really big now. Overseas is huge. Mm. Now, right, black so people not going, going down there. That's what I was <laughs> Thank about to you. say. I just want to throw that Right now, nephew in the building with today's Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Your wife mm-hmm. is cheating what? on both of us. Oh, my. <laughs> huh? She got some nerves. <laughs> she got some nerves now. <laughs> We're not finna let her do this here. Oh, wow. Your wife sitting here cheating on both of us now? <laughs> So you and the husband are friends now, well, y'all got, boys. I got to tell you. Y'all weren't going to say nothing, but I got to tell you. Mm. She's cheating on both of us. Okay. Let's run it. Let's go. Wow. Come on, cat. Hello? I'm trying to reach Terrence, please. Who's calling? Who's this? Hey, my name is Mark. My name is Mark. How you doing, brother? I work with um with your wife, Veronica. We're on the same sales floor together. Uh, I think I met you oh. before, but I'm, I don't know if you remember meeting me, but um, I, I work at the job with Veronica. Oh, is there is everything all right there? Or what's going on? No, no, no. Everything's straight here on, at the job. No, not a problem at all at the job. But I wanted is to. Is she um, all right, or is everything all right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's all right. She's perfectly fine, man. Um, I just, oh. I just, you know, uh, I, I actually, like I said, my name is Mark, man. You don't remember me, Terrence, but I just wanted to talk to you. Like I say, um, you know, I got some things on that was, that's been bothering me for a minute, and I, you know, I just, I just kind of wanted to reach out to you. And you know, just kind of have like a little little heart to heart talk with you, man. So maybe you know, uh, you know, we can get things in a in a in a better position. But I just wanted I I just wanted me and you to have a conversation. Wait a minute, did, how, how'd you get my did Veronica give you my number, or how did you get my number? That's what I'm trying. To... 
Like, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I had, I had, I've had your number. I just, I just, uh, I just hadn't never reached out to you before. But like I say, though, man, this, this, this has been bothering me for a minute, and I wanted to get it off my chest so you and I can try to, I guess, fix this whole issue. But I, I just want us to see if we can fix it. You know? Well, well, fix the issue? What's the issue? I don't understand. I'm, I'm not following you. I don't understand. What, like, what is the issue? So, but now, you know, like I said, I went on and got the nerve up to get you. Brother, spit it out. Talk to me. What's going on? Okay. Your wife, man, is cheating on both of us. And we got to figure out how we got to do something about this, man. I, I'm, did you say she's eating on both of us? What did you say? I, I didn't she, she is cheating. Like she is cheating on the both of us, bro. Wait a minute. It sounds like you said cheating. I don't know what you. Veronica you know is. I mean? Listen to me, Terrence. Veronica is cheating on both of us. You say Veronica's cheating on me? And me, you know? And we gotta we gotta figure out what we're gonna do, man. But as a husband, I gotta you gotta I'm gonna need you to step up and get this thing in order. What you talking about? You say Veronica is cheating on me with you? No, no. She's cheating on both of us with somebody else. What you I, I'm I'm no I've been noticing her. Going out with this, uh, you know, going to lunch with this other cat. So I, I'm like, I got pissed off about it. So I said, you know what? I can't take it no more. I'm calling Terrence. Wait, you saying to me that my wife has been cheating around the job with somebody else? She cheating on both of us, dude. I don't get what you mean. If my wife is cheating on me and you calling me to tell me that she's cheating on me, I appreciate that. But I don't get what you're saying she's cheating on both of us, dude. I don't get that part. I don't understand what you mean. Well, Are me you and Veronica have been, you know, kind of cool, you know, last eight months to a year. We've been, you know, pretty tight here at the job. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, what you mean y'all been cool? That's what I don't understand. Like, what do you mean y'all been cool? Because that's my wife. Tell me what you're talking about. Okay, all I'm saying is me, me, me and her been real cool. We've been real tight, you know. Sometimes we, we take lunch and then, you know, don't come back. That's our thing, though. But, you know, now, you know, I'm noticing, you know, she, she done went out, you know, she done went to lunch a couple of times with this brother named Alan. And I'm like, okay, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't finna go down like this here. You know what I'm saying? Are you my wife, man? Hey, that's that's not why I called you. I called Are you to you my wife? That's what I want to know. I'm telling you about this dude named Alan. I need you to step up as the husband and but, fix this. But you telling me that my wife is cheating on both of us. There ain't no cheating on both of us. If she's cheating, she's cheating on me. You telling me that you're with my wife too? That you've been messing around with my wife? I don't that's not the, what you're saying, brother. Th- that's not the part I'm trying to talk about. I'm trying to talk about this dude named Alan, man. That's what no, I'm trying to get I, out. No, no, we're going to get to Alan. We're going to get to Alan. You saying that my wife, man, it's some crazy shit. Yo, you know what, man? I'm about to put my foot right up your Because I don't play those games. She's with her. She's with me. We messing around. We doing this and doing that. It don't work like that. You understand what I'm saying? Dude, I hear what you're saying. But the beef ain't with me. The beef is with Alan. The beef is with you, No, she messing over messing over both of us with Alan, dog. I'm about to call her on three-way because there's some right here. I'm telling okay, you right well, now. Okay, well, hold on, bro. I just want you to deal with Alan. Are you at the job right now? I'm, I'm at, I'm at the job, yeah. Foot. I'm about to come put my foot all in your You understand me? No, I I hear you, man. Alan is the one that then blew this thing out of proportion, dog. She messing over me and you with this here. There ain't no me and you, I don't 
see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I no, mean, I, you don't I follow- hear me. You don't hear me. I don't see it. There ain't no sin that goes on over here. Okay, okay. Do you follow right. me? I do, I do. I'm just saying, you know. What are you saying? Meet me right that- now. Meet me right now. I'm about to come up here where you at right now. Where you at? I'm at the job where where where, where Ronnie at. I call her Ronnie. I'm at the job where Ronnie at. I call her Ronnie. I call, I call Veronica Ronnie. I mean that's my little nickname too. I'm All right, but just, but, well hold on, hold on, hold on, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ain't Ronnie. No hold on, hold on she right here. One, she's right where? She she she's she right, right here. here, right here. Put you want to put her on the phone? Huh? Put her okay. on the phone. Okay, cool, man. Here, cool. But can I tell you what she's saying? I don't want to hear what she said. I want her on the phone right now. Okay, but can I tell you what she telling me to tell you? She ain't telling you to tell me a damn thing. Because the only thing that you gonna be getting is my foot up your. Okay, okay, but, but 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 Ronnie want me to tell you this, man. Just listen to me, Terrence. She wants me to tell you that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife, Veronica. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I don't play this. <laughs> I'm gonna f- all y'all up up here, man. <laughs> I'm gonna f- all y'all up. I'm gonna give you an old school <laughs> whooping. Y'all ain't even right for that. You all right, man? No, I'm not all right. I'm in the car. I'm sweating. I was on my way over there. I'm about to go to jail messing around with y'all. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? You already know. Harvey <laughs> <laughs> <Monday> Morning Show. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> look, much. yeah, coming up at the top of the hour, thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody can make this note to themselves. Doing business with a criminal suspect isn't always the best way to go, okay? Just make that note Mm. to yourselves, okay? Valencia Love put up, we're wondering who put up the money to bail R. Kelly out of jail. Well, her name is Valencia Love. She put up the $100,000 needed to get R. Kelly out on bond back in February when he was arrested on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. She also paid his $50,000 in back child support when he was jailed in March for missing payments to his Can ex-wife. Can I ask you a question before you go any further uh-huh, with this story? Uh-huh. What? This is not a joke. I'm asking a question. Okay. Is it true mm-hmm. that she owns a daycare? Uh, I heard she owned a restaurant, Steve. Restaurant. Restaurant. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, okay. I didn't hear she owned a daycare. No. That, I was that, just that, trying that to was, think. That, that was a serious question. Yeah. Yeah. She. Because the answer had been yes. Then <laughs> I was going to ask for <laughs> a, a special allotment <laughs> to say a few things. Yeah. I, she owns a restaurant. <laughs> okay. Cool. I was just asking because then if it Junior. was true, then it would Sorry. turn from a question to I would have several it's statements. Yeah. The story. Yeah. It's okay. Him. Is it a teenage restaurant? Is that even? Okay. It's just it's a, it's a restaurant. Okay. Uh, I just wanted uh, to know. I, I no seriously. Somebody uh, told me that in no. a very serious tone, uh, and so I was just asking, was that true? Uh, news mm-hmm. alert: She does own a daycare. 
News oh, alert. Really? I didn't yep. hear that. Really? I heard she owned it. You're right, Mr. Harvey. Me too. I, I heard restaurant. Well, they Tommy, serving the food in the in the daycare. Tommy, where did you I hear cannot. this? I cannot. All right, all right. Here it is. Here it is. Once it was revealed a woman helped free R. Kelly, Twitter began to track her down and found out she was a 47-year-old and an owner of a couple of businesses in Chicago area. One daycare center, the other a restaurant. So she owns both of them, actually. Both. Ah. And that's okay. So to- well. Yeah. Now, after after finding that out I, <laughs> and thinking it through a little bit more, I'm going to reserve my comments. This could be ugly. Well, Are they next to each other? In a four-page motion, Steve, uh, Valencia Love claims that she knew R. Kelly personally and that he promised to pay her money back. At the time, she said she didn't know about other investigations. Unfortunately, Illinois Judge Lawrence Flood said no to Valencia Love's request because she has no legal basis to get her money back. Meanwhile, R. Kelly is in jail again, this time for federal crime. Wait a minute. Hold up. Whoa. He's in jail again? He in gin pop. Yeah. I didn't know that. When, yep. when, how long he been in jail? Oh, some months. Yeah, it's been a couple yeah. months. You was on the boat when they picked yeah. him up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Junior. Yeah. Junior, yeah, you were ignorant. out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> Junior, Your ass is on a boat. Junior, that's ignorant. <laughs> that's, that's a big mess you, you just say? said. <laughs> you was on the boat when they picked him up. <laughs> Boy, that's ignorant. Y'all, we have to say congratulations. This is a big story from our home station, Mix 92.3 in Detroit. We have to say congratulations to the Detroit Youth Choir. They were a finalist last night on America's Got Talent. Well, y'all better go, D-Town. Go ahead. Detroit. Detroit, we are so proud of you. They didn't win. Cody Lee, the blind autistic singer, you guys. He can sing, baby. He can sing. Yes, he won the million dollars. But Detroit Youth Choir, they were right there Mm -hmm. in second place. And they represent. Yeah. All right, switching gears now. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Okay, thank you very much, Ann. Good morning, and yes, yes, yes. Congratulations, Detroit. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is accusing Iran of making what he describes as an act of war by attacking Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure. A few days ago, rebels in Yemen have claimed responsibility for it, though, but Pompeo is dismissing that one because he says the Houthis just don't have that kind of capability. The equipment used is unknown to be in the Houthi arsenal. Meanwhile, President Trump is appointing Robert O'Brien to be his next national security advisor, and this will be the fourth man appointed to the position by Trump in only three years. Before him, there were Generals Michael Flynn, H.R. Uh, McMasters, and John Bolton, most recently, uh, whom he said he fired, but John Bolton said, no, I quit. Robert O'Brien has been serving as America's point man, by the way, on hostage affairs. Also, President Trump was in California yesterday where he announced that he is revoking that state's longstanding authority to regulate its own emission standards for cars and trucks. California was granted the authority to do that, to regulate its own emissions, because of the unhealthy air that was actually kind of famous or infamous uh, to be found in Los Angeles and some other cities, all the smog and stuff, and that's why they got the right in the first place. But the Trump administration insists that relaxed standards will result in less expensive and safer cars. But California Governor Gavin Newsom says the White House is really trying to only please one constituency, the oil industry. They don't care. He doesn't care about the economy, he says, or consumers or health or anything like that. As a result of an investigation, 
conducted by New Jersey's Attorney General and the Division of Civil Rights, a white wrestling coach named Alan Maloney, who had an assistant cut an African-American kid's dreads off before he would let the man compete, young man compete. Well, Alan Maloney's now been suspended himself from refereeing any matches for the next two years. By the way, a black wrestling coach says this same guy, Maloney, poked him in the chest three years ago and called him the N-word when they had a disagreement. The black coach, Preston Hamilton, responded by slamming Maloney to the floor. Troops are being deployed in Bermuda this morning to help with the reparation, the preparations needed in advance of the arrival of Hurricane Berto. The Category 3 storm is expected just north of Bermuda this morning. Uh, it may be kind of there right now. Any shift, though, could put it right on top of the island. So we have to see how the winds are going because it can go from really bad to worse. Schools are closed in uh, Bermuda. Uh, so are the government offices and there's no ferry or bus service. And a lot of folks uh, tried to get out yesterday and the day before. GM factories remain idle for a fourth day today with some 49,000 UAW workers still walking picket lines. The union wants a bigger share of the car makers' profits and better working conditions. GM is said to want to bring labor costs down so that they're closer to auto plants running foreign country cut countries. Finally, today is National Cheeseburger Day. Beef, it's what's for dinner. If you like burgers, now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so people are saying with all of these NFL quarterback injuries, the Jets, the Saints, the Steelers, and now possibly Cam Newton uh, may not start on Sunday due to a foot or an ankle injury, a foot and an ankle injury. Colin Kaepernick's agent said Colin is literally in the best shape of his I life. Bet he is. He's I been bet working he is. out five days a week. Yeah, at 5 a.m. for three years. He wants to play. His agent also uh, has been contacting teams in need of a quarterback. So, what do you think, Steve? I think it would be great for the league. Mm-hmm. Please give the him a problem shot. that I'm having right now, though, is this settlement that he signed with the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned that it has some stipulations in it. Oh, now, you mean to play? See, listen. Okay, okay. First of all, you all do understand this: that the NFL is a group of owners. Mm-hmm. The group of owners hires Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. You do the understand this? Uh-huh. They hire the commissioner because the commissioner is to represent the shield of the NFL. Now, he's a pretty well-liked owner amongst a lot of players and amongst the owners. He's a very popular guy amongst them. Crowds boo him, but the players consider him to be a fair judge of character. I don't know what the deal was that Collins signed, the settlement money that they had to pay him Mm -hmm. for keeping him out of the league. So I don't know if his agent is being forthright with that. Because you would think his phone would ring at this particular time. Yeah, they really need him. Yeah. Would you have signed that knowing you can't play? Would you have taken yeah. that money? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been a lot of money. Because you might not play. Yeah. Hello. Play. And well, see, this money not. guaranteed. That's, that's ringing see, true. It's mm-hmm. hard to get guaranteed yeah. money in the NFL. Most yeah. players don't get guaranteed yeah, money. Don't. If you get hurt and you don't mm-hmm. make the team, you're out of money. 
Wow. I don't give a damn. If you don't, if you sign a four-year contract without guarantees and you get cut the second year, they don't pay you. But it, it. it's not like that in baseball and basketball, huh? Oh no, nah, no, all that. Not basketball. No, baseball See, getting all the that. major yeah. problem. And football is number one spectator sport for yeah, television and everything. But the problem they is they have a sixteen-game season. It's 86 games in the NBA, 168 or 80 some games in baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't know the Quite exact 62. number. Yeah, baseball goes from like you know what I'm saying? March. Yeah, 86 to 162, 16. Mm-hmm. And the money's not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the owners though, they clock it. Yeah, they're yeah. getting mm. money. That TV contract, oh. them endorsements. I All think right. Colin should play. I would love to see him back. That would be great. All right, uh, coming awesome. up next at 34 After the Hour, guys, uh, Beyonce says that uh, visiting countries in Africa, Steve, is always a very emotional experience for her. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. On Monday, ABC released Beyonce's documentary called Making the Gift, which gave fans a behind-the-scenes look at the making of her Lion King-inspired album. It's her self-described love letter to Africa. In the long, in the uh, hour-long special, Beyonce shared intimate, never-before-seen moments with her family as cameras followed her and her husband and their children and her mom on a trip to Africa. Steve, Beyonce says visiting countries in Africa is always an emotional experience for me. Feels like I'm making a peace. I'm making peace with a part of me that's yearning for my ancestral wow. connection. Your thoughts on that, Steve? Wow, I think she's absolutely Africa. right. That is uh, probably the perfect way to describe it. And that's why I think it's imperative. It, it's if I know, I know people are going to go, man, damn, it's a long way. Them tickets, listen to me. I, I, every African-American should go back to their homeland. It is beyond emotional. Mm-hmm. It is beyond emotional. You, it's, it's a magnetic pull. It's where we're all from. See, America's our home. I was born here. I was raised here. My family mm-hmm. is here. My friends are here. Things I love. I was cut and made in Cleveland. America's my home. Make no mistake about that. But Africa is my homeland. When you step mm-hmm. off the plane in Africa, you feel a very, very strong sense of belonging. Let me tell you something else I've discovered. What's that, Steve? I'm I'm, going to tell you something deep uh, because I really had to come to terms with this the other day Mm -hmm. because I was really searching my soul, man, to really find out the way to describe how I was feeling because I just didn't, I couldn't put a grip on it. And I discovered this. America is my home. Yeah. Africa is my homeland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. America has my heart. Africa has my soul. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is the best way. And I had to write it down because I was just, just happened. uh, Let me tell you the date, the 17th. Mm -hmm. 
on my morning meditation on Tuesday morning, the 17th at 6.30 a.m., I wrote this in my journal because I was just wrestling with how I felt about Africa Mm -hmm. and America. And America is my home. I was born here. Come on, man. Right. There was opportunities here that I was able to take advantage of. There's been a lot of strife that hit me, but I dealt with it. My family's here. My brothers and sisters is here. My mom and daddy buried here. My family here. My friends is here. America, my home. But Africa is my homeland. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of me. When I was in that slave dungeon and I fell and couldn't get up, and I told y'all what happened to me, one of my ancestors was in that room. And he was on me. And when I put my hand on the wall, I felt pressure on me. And what made me know it was real, my oldest son, Broderick Jr., was with me. Mm -hmm. He was facing that same wall, heaving uncontrollably. He couldn't even turn around. That's when I knew that I had made this boy and somebody that was in that male dungeon had made one of us. Because there's no, there's no, there's nothing beyond my father. In my Ancestry.com, everybody in track, there's nothing past my father. Now, America mm-hmm. has my heart because of my mom and daddy and my brothers and my sisters and my friends and, and my career and family. And your what? And your nephew. Your nephew. <laughs> Keep going. But <laughs> Africa has my soul. He didn't even mention Africa will make you feel something in your soul that you've never felt here. Mm-hmm. I promise mm-hmm. you that. That's why every African-American should make it a vow to, to, to make a, a what's, what's the word? Pil, pil, pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. Pilgrimage to the motherland. It will change your life forever. That's my speech. Okay. Got it. All right. Well said. Read more about Beyonce's story on SteveHarveyFM.com. Now, coming up next, Nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, should I love him or leave him, is the subject, okay? Right now, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, nephew? No! (laughs) (laughs) Are you all right? I started laughing. I couldn't finish it. Because you thought about Frank. I thought about Frank Holland. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot uh, about that. That was yeah, my boy. I did too. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Rick James, five uh-huh. Yes. Rick and Tina, baby. <laughs> all Jack. Oh, you had that tile around uh-huh. his neck, that front his throat. Love them or leave them. Oh. That's right, I what it. I used to do. <laughs> Use and abuse them. <laughs> Then I'd lay eyes on you. Sing it. Oh, what, was, what was the girl name, Junior? I you can't can remember that girl name, she and she was good, man. But, oh, the thing was, but Frank you couldn't be Rick. Frank Entrance, though, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that girl we discovered on the radio. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. 
Lolita. 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 That girl could sing. Shout That's out to good. Lolita with her singing self. Boy. Hey, I got K Dog for y'all. K Dog is the prank call. K Dog just got out of jail and looking for uh, a few things that's owed to him. K Dog. Hello? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to reach uh, I'm trying to reach Terrence. Yeah, this is Terrence. Who's this? This K Dog. Hey, is, is, uh, is, uh, Brandon, is Brandon your brother? Then, yeah, that's my brother. He locked up. Wow, what's up? Okay, yeah, cool. Hey, look, I, I just got out. I was actually, uh, I was locked up with your brother. We we was on the same tier together. I I was uh you know that was kind of like my my boy right there. I took care of him. He told me that he was uh he had been writing you to tell you uh you was you know letting you know I had been taking care of him while we was locked down or whatever. I know he don't get out for another couple of years, but like he told me that when he was writing you that you know y'all had already got it situated that you know you was gonna take care of me when I got out. So, you know, I like I say, I just got out last night and uh I wanted to come by and pick up the first ten grand, you know, sometime this wait, week. Wait, 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 wait. How much did you just say? Ten grand. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean uh, he told me he had already wrote you and told you what was up. No, bro, I I ain't talked to my brother in over a year, dude. So uh okay, ain't no okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on right here though. Okay. He told now now, you know, he just told me that you you got me straight with the first ten grand when I first get out, and then a couple months later you would hit me with the next ten grand because it's twenty like, grand. Brother, wait, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's twenty grand, bro. I got a wife and kids. I got a family to take care of. Ain't no, I ain't got ten grand to deal with. I got to feed four kids and a wife. Okay, okay, oh, but okay, so what you? Hold up, hold, 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 hold the f- up, man. So what you saying? Brandon was lying to me the whole time. What I'm telling you is just locked up, eighty man to say anything to uh, say this. Ain't no ten grand over here. Ain't no twenty grand over here. You want to get it, Brandon? Okay. You need to wait two years till we get out and deal with that. You get the ten no, grand. No, 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 no. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't finna, it ain't finna fall like that, player. Look here, here was fit to go down. Okay, now I'm coming over there, Friday. Right. So like you ain't I coming over here. Ten grand. The first ten grand is old on Friday. Now what I got the first first of all what you need to know is this right here. I don't care nothing about going back. My thing is just right here. This paper's supposed to be ready. I done took care of your brother all these years while I was up in there uh keeping people up off of him on the third tier. And now you finna come tell me? You finna come tell me now? That I done put in his work that now y'all ain't finna pay up. It ain't finna happen like that. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I done put in work to to provide for my family, me and my wife working. You telling me that you finna come over here? Friday to get ten grand that I ain't even got for that's locked up. Hey man, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not finna. Uh, first of all, all this back and forth and like this here, this ain't nothing that I do. You understand? I don't do this. I don't go back and forth. I'm letting you know what it is. It's ten grand being on Friday. Now, if you need to try to reach out to your brother that's uh, uh, locked in, you need to talk to him. But like this here, I'm coming looking for Terrence. You know, looking for my ten grand. That 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 that's all that is. Ten grand. I put some thumbs up your to come over here to my house, to my family, to my you finna get ten grand for my no good brother that's locked yeah, up. Hold, 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 hold on, cuz hold on, cause see, you gonna you gonna mess around and take this yo. Wait well first of all, what what did you just say gonna happen when I get over there? What you say? You you bring your to my house with my family here, I'm gonna put some thumbs up your Talking about ten thousand dollars. And then another ten in a couple of months. You lost your damn mind. I ain't got no damn ten grand. I work my 
off and you're going to tell me that you want 10 grand, another 10 grand in a few months of taking care of my brother while he locked up. Nobody tell you to take care of him. That's a grown man. Let him take care of himself. Me and my family done built this out of so much. I'm done. Hey, 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 dog, look here. I, I, I understand all of that that you're saying, but you, but you got to look at all my end. For the last three and a half years, I've been over here taking care of, and he telling me y'all going to take care of me. So, look here. I don't know what's going on. What I do know is, though, Friday, this Friday, I'm coming to get 10 grand from 10. So, you got to fix this right here any way you're going to fix it. So, I, I, and that's just it right there. Come Friday, I'm in front of your house, dog. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Uh, K-Dog, you say your like, name this is? This K-Dog, baby, from the third, this K-Dog from the third till three tills on the side of my left eye. Done, done three decades, you baby. You probably done whooped everybody in the street and in jail. You probably whooped my too, but I'm going to tell you something. You bring your over here to my house, try to me, my wife, and my kids. This ain't going to go down like you think it ain't going to go. I'm going to give you everything I got, then some. You come over here, you're going to be laying down, bruh. I'm going to be what? You're going to be laying down. You come over here and try to f with me and my family and my kids. It ain't going to happen that way. Okay, then that's, then that's, that's where we at then, baby. Then we just we just going to set this up for Friday then. Because it don't make me know. I know I already told no, no, you. No, no, we, we ain't got to wait till no Friday, K-Dog. We ain't got to wait till Friday. I'll meet you somewhere. Okay. You think you're going to go like you think it's going to go down. Once I give you everything I got and lay your down, I'm going to be in there with my brother Brandon whooping his and putting me in some he doesn't got your Okay, wait, hey, hey, it, it, you know, first of all, if you ain't got the 10 grand, you might well go on and bring your out anyway. Get this Wait, wait, hold on. You know what you need to do? You owe me, You know what you need to get your out here and get a job like everybody else. I don't care how long you been in everybody got a job. I'm busting You want 10 grand, work for that 10 grand. And get your out here and wash cars. Hey man, hey, 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 you know what? I'm gonna you know what? Your your brother, one thing about him, he was right about you though. He was right about you. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you one thing else he told me about your What what the else did he tell you about me? He told me to tell you who I really was. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister Defeater got me to prank phone call you. Who the f is this? Hey man, this is, this is this is this is nephew Tommy, man, for the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister Davida got me to prank phone call you. Oh, get the f boy! <laughs> boy, I didn't I didn't lit up a cigarette in the house. I couldn't smoke in the house. Davida, oh, I'm gonna get her. <laughs> you all right, man? man I am. <laughs> boy, you had me on. I'm like ten grand. Come on, come to my wife. Oh. Calm Woo. down, man. It's all good, man. I gotta oh, ask you, boy, brother, I'm what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the lane? Man, you know what it is. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. You gonna make me go see my brother now. It's the holidays. Uh, I'm gonna have to go see that man in jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's K-Dog right there, y'all. That's K-Dog. Everybody <laughs> knows somebody <laughs> getting out. Everybody knows no. somebody getting out now. You know that. Thought about my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Greensboro, North Carolina, the fool is coming to town. That is this coming Saturday night at the Carolina Theater. Got a few tickets left. Tickets are on sale right now, and it will be those famous two words. It's on its way to sold out, so I will see you very soon. Greensboro, North Carolina, Carolina Theater. Tickets on sale right now. The fool is coming to town. All right, nephew. That's it. Thank you, thank you. Coming up next, Strawberry Letters. Subject, should I love him or leave him? We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
All right, guys, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, should I love him or leave him? Dear Stephen Shirley, I met an older guy and I was attracted to him, but played hard to get. He begged me for a first date and I eventually agreed to go out with him. He asked me to pick him up and I didn't think much about it since his house was on the way to the restaurant. When I got to the house, he came out and so did a much older lady. He got in my car and told me that was his mother, that was his mom and that he lived with her. At this point, I had an opportunity to tell him that I was not interested, but I went out to dinner with him anyway. At dinner, he told me that he's a convicted felon, but that was years ago, and he's got a great job and a new life now. I kept seeing this man and eventually went to his home, well, his mom's house, and saw how filthy his room was. And I also noticed that his mom's yard was unkept and there was trash lying around the driveway and porch. These were red flags and I told him he should do better at helping his mom out around the house. Then I invited him to my house to meet my two children. I know he talks really hood and street, but I thought he would do better when he met my children. He did not. And my kids asked him why he was talking like a rapper. He kept commenting on how nice I kept my house, and after the visit, his conversations turned to us making a commitment. He suggested moving in with me so we could be closer and he could help me out around the house. I was excited at first because I really liked this man, but then I thought I was being naive and he could just be using me. Although he has some character flaws, could I work on this fixer-upper and be happy? Or should I leave this man at his mama's house? Please advise. Run, run, run as far away from this man as you possibly can. I mean, you got to leave this man alone, please. I mean, when you see red flags, don't ignore them. That's what red flags are for. Okay, let's go through them. He lives with his mom, all right? Uh... The yard is nasty. Uh, His room is nasty. He has no car. He doesn't know how to be a good role model in front of your children. And and if he's got such a nice job and and a great job and all this stuff like you see in the letter, why doesn't he save his money and and get an apartment? There was no discussion about that in this letter. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until after he saw your place, after he came over there, that he started, you know, like, kind of pressuring you to move in and to be committed uh he said he would help you around the house oh really you would help her but you're not you he'll help you but he's not going to help his own mom around the house he could at least clean up the yard and what about his room come on i i i don't get this i say don't let him uh in your house uh in, in this kind of a way don't let him move in please this this is 
not how you want to live. You have two kids to think about. I think if he was, in, and you didn't mention, you know, what he was incarcerated for or anything like that. You just said he's out. That was years ago. And he has a great job and a new life now. But it, it just doesn't look like it or, or seem like it. You know, yeah, he could be using you. But I say, no, it's too soon to move in. Don't let him do it. Steve? I, I'm I'm confused. I, I I really am. Uh huh. About why? Why is she writing us? <laughs> yeah. What What is the purpose of this letter? <laughs> I I don't even know why why we why are we talking to her <laughs> about who? <laughs> who are we talking about? The everything in this letter <laughs> screams what? Yeah. I mean the whole damn letter. Let's start. I met an older guy. Right there. <laughs> uh, you was attracted to him, but you played hard to get. Okay. You know, older guy. He begged me for a first date. I agreed to go. He asked me to pick him up. Right there. Let's stop. Let's just go. Let's listen. <laughs> just listen. You met an older guy. He asked me to pick him up. Mm-hmm. I ain't think nothing about it since his house was on the way to the restaurant. When I got to the house, he came out and so did a much older lady. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. circle this. Uh-huh. Let's just go over what we got so far. Okay. Met an older guy. He asked you to pick him up. He come out the house with an old ass lady. He got in my car and told me this was his mom and he lived with her. Mm-hmm. Let's circle that. Mm-hmm. At this point, I had the opportunity to tell him I was not interested, but I went out to dinner with him anyway. For what? <laughs> Why? Let me circle that. I went out to dinner with him anyway. Then at dinner, he told me he's a convicted felon. Mm. Let's circle that. Mm-hmm. Twice. But that was years ago, and he got a good job and got a new life now. I kept seeing this man and eventually went to his house. Well, his mama's house. Okay, let's circle that. Because now we're back. Why are you still talking to his ass (laughs) after this? I don't know. But you went back to his mama's house. And then this older man you met, you saw how filthy his room was. You know, the last time I had a room... I was 17. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's the last time I took somebody to my room other than a dormitory in college. Yeah. All right. How hope- filthy his room was. Let's stop there. Hold we'll that. be right back with mm-hmm. the rest of this. At 23 this, after this the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, should I love him or leave him? We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter subject. My recap can just be a continuation because as I continue, I'll explain it. I'm going to show you everything that's wrong with this letter. This letter is, should I love him or leave him? Mm -hmm. Stephen Shirley, I met an older guy. 
I circled that. I was attracted to him, but I played hard to get. He begged me for a first date. I eventually agreed to go out with him. He asked me to pick him up. I circled that. Everything I circle is screaming, what? <laughs> I ain't think much about it since his house was on the way to the restaurant. When I got to the house, he came out and so did a much older lady. I circled that. Who is this old ass lady? <laughs> he got in my car and told me that this was his mom and he lived with her. I circled that. Let's go back. Older guy, you had to pick him up. He, he, this old lady stayed there and you found out his mama. At this point, I had an opportunity to tell him I was not interested, but I went out to dinner with him anyway. I circled that. The question I'm begging everybody to ask yourself is why is you at dinner with this old ass man to stay at the house with his mama that you done had to pick up? That's all I'm asking. At dinner, he told me he was a convicted felon. This whole letter is going to hell. But I kept seeing the man. Why? Eventually, I went to his house, well, his mom's house. So I'll circle that because it took you two visits to get it the first time you pulled up. Next time you went to the damn house and found out it was a mama's house because she had all them blue plates leaning up against the wall on the fireplace and had that big wooden and spoon and fork set hanging on the damn wall with that picture of the white Jesus, Martin Luther King, and John F. Kennedy. You're stupid. And I noticed that his mom's yard was unkept and it was trash laying around. I circled that. He don't give a damn about his mama. Trash laying around the driveway and the porch. That's where he eats. These were all red flags, and I told him he should do better helping out his mom around the house. You know what Judge Lynn Toler told me one time on the show? What? What, Steve? She said women should stop collecting red flags. Yep. Mm. Women should stop collecting red flags. Time, I'm going to let you use that on Ready for Love this year. You okay. have my permission. Aww. I like that. Hey. I like that. Women should stop collecting red flags. I told him he should do better helping his mom out around the house. Then I invited him to my house to meet my two children. I circled this. Why is he meeting your damn kids? Exactly. <laughs> what redeeming quality has he exhibited where you think it's time for him to meet your damn kids. Now, he talks real hood and street. I circle that. He stayed home with his mama. His mama old. You had to pick him up. He lived with his mama. You went out to dinner anyway. He a convicted felon. You went to his mama's house. His room is filthy. There's trash laying around the driveway and the porch. I invited him to your house to meet the two kids, and he talked real hood and street. This whole letter is just going to hell. But I thought he would do better when he met my children. He did not. And my your kids asked him, why was he talking like a rapper? You know why? Because your kids know his old ass should be talking better than one of their damn peers. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. kids know that, but you don't. So I circled that. He kept commenting on how nice I kept my house. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You just described his mama's house. And after the visit, his conversations turned to us making a commitment. 
A commitment to what? He suggested moving in with me so he could be closer and he could help out around the house. He don't help out around the house. <laughs> he don't help out around the house. He don't help out in his filthy-ass room. He don't help no. out with nothing on the porch. He don't help out with nothing with the driveway. Where do he clean up at? So he finna help you well. I was excited at first because I really liked this man. What is it you like? You ain't said nothing in the letter you like. Your, your whole letter is you dis- disappointed you are on this man. Then you say, I really like him. You like what? You must not. You, mu- you ain't never had no man before. You ain't never had a good man before. Because <laughs> if this what you like, I sure would hate to see the one you got rid of. The one you had them two kids by. Mm. Lady, you need to up your up your game. I really like this man, but then I thought I was being you naive and he could be using me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although he has some character flaws. Character flaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. He, he old as hell. That ain't a character flaw. He ain't got a car. That ain't a character flaw. He stay with his mama. That ain't a character flaw. Uh, he's a convicted felon. That ain't a character flaw. His room is filthy. That ain't a character flaw. It's trash on the driveway and the porch. That ain't a character flaw. He wants to move in with you so he can help out around the house. He a damn lie. Run. All right, Steve, we got to get out of here. said run. <laughs> run. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter on Instagram at steveharveyfm.com and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 after the hour, our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, it's Carla's reality update. But right now, please introduce ladies, that girl from the top. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and everything else. And clap for the one and only Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey. Hey, Junior. Hey, what's up, Underwood? Hey, Shirley Collins and uh, Tommy. Hey, Junior. We're (laughs) afterthoughts. I know. know. Yep, you are. Hey, Shirley Collins and Tommy. Hey, Junior. (laughs) Hey, Junior. Where are you in the country? Because I'm on my way to uh, Hoover, well, really Birmingham, to do the Stardom. So if you are free and you would like to come hang out with me for two days, you know, I'll be there Friday and Saturday. I got two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. Yeah, where are you? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in L.A. Okay. Do you want to go to Birmingham? Okay, I'll come down. For real? You we hang out together? Yeah, we hang out. The hotels are sold out, so you're going to have to sleep in the same room as me. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) Yes, I'll be shaving and plucking hairs out of my chin. So, uh, Uh (laughs) what? What? Men need to know that after the change. Hey, I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all. Okay. You know Whitney Houston 
uh, 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 what Pat Houston? They about to do this hologram tour, but I heard yeah. it's over only overseas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How y'all feel yeah. about yeah. that? How y'all feel I'm about that? I'm not feeling hologram? it, Cheryl. Uh, and you know, you I know, love me some Whitney Houston. Love me too, girl. Anybody asking me? Huh? Yeah. Well, I remember when Whitney Houston yeah, was on Merv Griffin. She had a short natural. Uh-huh. She was on Merv Griffin. She was a thin thing. But Steve, what you think about it? What you think about the hologram? Black people don't like ghosts. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. Ray Parker Jr. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. There it is. Steve Harvey. It's going to be right. hard to carry this show to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. It just, you know, I wish it well. I wish it to be successful. But this right. probably do real good overseas. Yeah, overseas. Right. Atlanta at the Fox. No, not gonna happen. Nope. Ain't nobody. Black people don't mm-hmm. like it. Go. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No, she do. not. No, no. Nope. Nope. And you can't do everybody, Steve. You can't. Don't do no Luther Vandross hologram. Nobody no. wants to no. see that. No, mm. that's to hurt our heart. That makes us cry. We but don't then, want to but, see that. But, but then they're going to have them talking to the audience. How y'all doing? Uh-uh. Oh, hell she is. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> behind me, Satan. Uh-uh. I'm not talking no evil spirit. No. Mm-mm. That's my opinion. I, I wish it well. I hope right. it do good. But I don't. How much is the tickets? Mm. Well, they're going to they the be free over here. <laughs> there you go. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Cheryl. <laughs> if it ain't a real person, ticket need to be free. <laughs> Bye, Junior. Bye, Junior. We got to get out of here. I'll see you at the stardom. <laughs> Bye, Junior. Thank you, Cheryl. Bye. Coming up Bye, at the Junior. top of the hour, it's Carlin's reality Junior, update. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy, it's that time. Let's go, let's go, let's get it, let's get it. She is here, Carla Farrell, with what? Reality update. Uh-oh. All right, thank you, nephew. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sit go. up, Steve. Here we go. <laughs> let's talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac, the season four, the reunion show, part one. Girl. All right, my girl, Giselle Bryant, Steve, Giselle Bryant, mm-hmm. she announced. That uh huh. Say it, Carla. Uh-huh. That Say she, it. Yes, that she and her ex-husband, Pastor Jamal Bryant, Can are dating again. That's they good. All right now. Yes, isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Yes. Where's Jamal, man? Get it together, mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jamal and Giselle, they were married, uh, she said, uh, I guess about seven years. Then they got a divorce. They are co-parenting. They have three children together, three daughters. Mm -hmm. Yes, those girls are beautiful. And Giselle said that the two have been seeing each other since last year and that Pastor Jamal was heavily pursuing her. And she went on to say, there's nobody who knows me like that man. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, girl. (laughs) She she also forgives him for cheating on her. Wow. She says that you, yes. She wanted to uh you know, they're giving their love a second chance. That's what it seems like. You know like. what, man? And, I mean, that's that's go not ahead, bad. Steve. You know, they've had time away from each other. That's not bad. You know, people go, I yeah. once a cheat, always a cheater. That's not true. People change, man. Yes, they do. Yeah. People change all the time and for the better. Mm-hmm. 
That's outstanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. Giselle said, you know, people, you know, you you're not you aren't your mistakes. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not your mistakes. And she has forgiven him. And so, you know, they have three children together and they're dating again. And, you know, one of the castmates, Monique, asked her, oh, are you ready to be a first lady? And she's like, whatever the Lord has for me, I am ready. So good for them. Good for Giselle and Uh, Pastor Jamal. Jamal has... Eddie Long's old church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Newburgh. Yeah, Newburgh. Yeah. Newburgh. Newburgh. out of Atlanta. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I've Kanye heard, just man, there. nothing but really, really good things about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I read an article, Steve, in the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The church is doing, uh, building uh, assistant living affordable assistant living oh they doing it man yeah for senior citizens Mm -hmm. uh medical facility so they are doing big things for the community in atlanta so congratulations and they just doing god's work down there i know i know some people who are close to me who go to the church uh Uh, yes sir and Mm -hmm. i just think man they're doing he's he's doing he's doing a heck of a job man down there he really, really is. Yeah. Congratulations. Right? Uh-huh. Huh? Said- yeah, Kanye was just there. Uh-huh. Yeah. We talked oh, about okay. that earlier this mm-hmm. week on the show when Kanye was there as well. All right. Back to the re- uh, reunion show. Did you see Shirley, Candace, and Ashley? They were doing the most. Woo, Candace. Woo. They got them. <laughs> Steve, say it for me again. Girl. Child. Yes, they got them. Yes, child. They got on my nerves. <laughs> anyway. Candace's mother, Candace's mother, Miss Dorothy, was there and talked about their relationship. I just don't understand what's going on with them, mother and daughter. Anyway, Candace bought receipts, brought receipts there, I should say, to prove that this town home that her and her husband lived in is actually hers with her mom. Just, you know, a whole bunch of drama with that. And there's an also, there's a rumor that Ashley and her husband, Michael, that they are not coming back to the show. I don't know if that's true. No! I don't believe that quite yet. (laughs) Thank you, Junior. That's what I need. No, yeah. I don't know if that's true. And finally, let me move on. Yeah, before we run out of time, (laughs) y'all, we have to say Congratulations. This is a big story from our home station, Mix 92.3 in Detroit. We have to say congratulations to the Detroit Youth Choir. They were a finalist last night on America's what? Got Talent. Well, y'all better yes. go, D-Town. Go ahead. Yeah. Detroit. Yes. Detroit, we are so proud of you. They didn't win. Cody Lee, the blind autistic singer, you guys. He can sing, baby. He can sing. Yes, he won the million dollars. But Detroit Youth Choir, they were right there in second place. And they represent. Yep. Yep. So that's Reality Update. Uh, Hit me up at LipsparkCarla. And we'll be back at 20 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. While the chicken sandwich wars are on, first Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A, now... Another one? Now KFC is rolling out a new version of their chicken sandwich, which features a piece of fried chicken. Check this out. Slapped between two glazed donuts. 
Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Delicious. Sugar and grease together. <laughs> Go ahead. What? What's not to love about that, right? Between <laughs> no, no joke. Fried chicken and donut sandwiches are currently being tested at locations in Norfolk and Richmond, Virginia, as well as in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What do you think, Steve Harvey? Let me ask you something. Is it bread or are they using the two donuts as the bread? Yeah, yeah the two donuts the, are the bread. Uh-huh. Well, the buns. Get that sugar. I'll that tell you right now, it, like, uh, it might taste good because uh-huh. I've had glazed donut with some fried chicken. Mm-hmm. But if you eat that whole sandwich, <laughs> what's going to happen, Steve? <laughs> what's going to happen? I strongly suggest that you eat it under the overhang at the emergency room. <laughs> Like your boy Boom. Ride a bike up there and eat your sandwich on the curb in front of emergency. That's what Boom did, right? That's enough cholesterol to bust your heart. Yeah. That's a lot right there. That's a lot. And the sugar. Mm -hmm. If you don't have diabetes, you will. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up and some trending news at 33 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, you know, uh, earlier this week we were talking about parenting and our kids and everything, and we didn't get around to the nephew. He's been wanting to ask you this question about parenting all week. Mm. Nephew, <sighs> you have the floor. All right, so uh, my, my my little girl, Sydney, she turned 15. We throw up big, you know, big dinner, and she got a mm. lot of kids there. I mean, a lot of teenagers from Jack and Jill. And, you know, it's, it's fine. We got about... 20, 30 kids at a table, and then at our table, we, it's more the adults. But I'm starting to see these little boys hugging my daughter and taking pictures with her. I ain't never seen this before. You're going to have to hit one of them in the face so in this, front of the this other is ones. Like, I don't know how <laughs> to... No, wait, hold on. Listen to me. You're gonna have, no, this ain't got nothing to do with y'all ladies. You're going to have to hit one of them little punk-ass boys in the face <laughs> in front of the other boys, but don't let nobody see it but the boys. All right, now go ahead. Now, now let's do the radio answer. Go ahead and answer your question. <laughs> what? How do I handle this as a father? And I don't want to be too hard on it, but I don't want to be too soft on it at the same time. Hey, man, respect my house. I know my daughter's beautiful. I know you probably attracted to her, but this is my house. I want you to be respectful of my house. Now, in essence, while they living in your house, Mm-hmm. You have some say so. Now I'll tell you like I did one of mine. I said, listen what happened. <laughs> I'm really trying to be this new person God made me on this boat this year. Mm-hmm. And but the old me keeps creeping back around. What they say, Stay? Dog, he talk all the time. <laughs> I wish he'd go somewhere and shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, so uh, come on, your nephew needs help. You know, Tommy man, it's hard because in your house, you can set rules and parameters. Right. And so just pull the young dude over to the side and just say, listen, man, I got rules in my house and you have to be respectful of my house. You don't 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 come in my house handling my daughter. That's you can say that because it's your house. 
And then, hey, man, don't don't be over there hugging nobody when you're in Mr. Miles' house. And that's a good message to have out. Because after that, dog, it's, it's out your hands. Now, what they do outside the house is not because you're not letting them do it in the house. That's what people have a misconception of. They think that in parenting, if you don't allow them to do it in the house when they get out the house, if you don't let them do it in the house when they get out the house, they're going to do it. No, they're going to do it any damn way. Right. You know, you got mm-hmm. people talking about, I let my kids drink and smoke weed in the house. That way they ain't out in the streets drinking and smoking. Yes, they are. <laughs> if they, they drinking and smoking place. weed in your house, they drinking and smoking weed out right, in the street. Right. You be a mm-hmm. fool to allow it to happen in your house. You got to have some type of rules, yes, man, to give them pause yeah. for thought yeah. when they go out the house. Mm-hmm. Just pause for thought. Mm-hmm. You're not going to stop them. All right, coming up, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the very wise and very talented, too, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Uh, last break of the day. And um, <laughs> Steve. Yeah. You're, this is a time you get kind of quiet and in your pensive moment because it's almost time for your closing remarks. But it's well, been a good day, right? It's been a great yeah. day. Yeah, this a good, good Thursday. Good yeah. Thursday. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun you day. Know, it's good. You know, these closing remarks of late, man, I just want to kind of explain it to everybody. Uh, what I've decided to do is uh, just share with you some experiences that I've gained. Uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with spirituality. Now, let, let, me, let me just start by saying this. I'm not a very religious person, per se. Uh, I think I'm a really a spiritual person, but re, re, uh, religious, it, it, it kind of comes with a different connotation. I don't claim to be perfect. It doesn't matter to me what church you go to, what mosque you go to, what synagogue you go to. It doesn't matter to me. It's not my business. And I've chosen to be that way. And I think that God is okay with me being that way because my message is to try to convince or to help people understand that having a relationship with God is really cool. It's the relationship you want with God. Your choice of religion is none of my business. I have a lot of Muslim friends. I know some great Muslim people around the world. I know some great Christian people around the world. I know great Catholics around the world. I know great Jewish people, Protestant, whatever. I I know some really, really cool people. And I've just decided that my mission is not to convince you to see it my way. My mission is to try to help you understand that having a relationship with God is is critical for you. It's necessary for you. You know, I posted something the other day on my Instagram. It was a picture of a warrior with his head bent. And he was on his knee and he had a sword in his hand and a shield. And on this Instagram post, uh, I posted it. And if you go on my Instagram, you can see it from yesterday. And this man is on his knees with his head bowed, with his sword in his hand and armor and shield on. And he said, 
the devil saw me with my head down and thought he'd won until I said amen. So what the painting was saying is, my head ain't down, I'm actually praying. And so after I sent that, you know, I was just reading the comments, which I which I know better. But the second comment, and I, the caption under it was, prayer works. The second comment under there, or third comment was, no it don't. <laughs> and you just go, wow, wait a minute, man. It don't matter what you say, some people gon' just, they just dare to counter. But I don't do it for those people anymore. I do it for those people who are trying to get it. And if you're trying to get a relationship with God, it's important for you to understand something. You know what? You gotta understand something. Let, let me explain to you what I learned about favor. Cause my life has a lot of favor on it. But I know a lot of people who got favor on their life. Somebody told me one time, favor ain't fair. Favor is not fair. If favor was fairly given out, if it was favor was given out fairly, none of us would get it. Uh-oh. Favor ain't fair. Because if favor was given out to the just or the righteous, if that's how fair was passed out, would none of us get it? Favor ain't fair. That's why you can look over somebody's life and you can judge them and say, well, they ain't all this, but they got this. That's because favor ain't fair. But let me show you what, what, what favor do. Do you know how much favor God gives to you to show you that favor ain't fair? Watch this here. Have you ever woke up in the morning and didn't thank God for waking you up in the morning? But he woke you up anyway? That was favor. Let me ask you a question, because I hardly ever do this. When I lay down at night, I have never, I don't recall asking God to wake me up in the morning. But you know what he did for 62 years? He done woke me up in the morning. You know what that was? That was some favor. Favor ain't fair, because guess what? I ain't even asked to be awakened. I have left the house without thanking him for waking me up. But he keep waking me up. And he keep laying me down to sleep. And he keep giving me another chance. And he keeps me alive when it seems like I should have been gone. He holds me when I feel so alone. He corrects mistakes that I've made on decisions I've made. He's correcting them for me. You know what that was, y'all? That was favor. Every time you take a breath that you have no control over, can I tell you something? That's favor. That's why you... uh. You hear old people talk about grace and favor. They And old people say, all I want is a little more grace. Because great, you can't earn grace. You can't earn favor. It's just given. Favor is given to the just. Favor is given to the unjust. Favor is given to the grateful. Favor is given to people that don't ever say thank you. All of us have benefited from his favor. What do you think would happen if you formed a closer relationship with him? Well, tomorrow I'll tell you what'll happen because it happened to me. I just want to share that with you. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, talk to God. He'd love to hear from you, okay? That's a good one. I'll talk to y'all.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 